Good evening, I'm Christian Esguera and welcome to this episode of After the Fact where we get to see things more clearly, where we get a better sense of the truth. So let's begin by dissecting the news. Because of the pandemic and physical movement is limited, campaigning for the 2022 elections is expected to shift even more online, particularly on social media. Now, this means candidates will spend more money across digital platforms, waging a so-called net war. Aside from the usual ground and air wars they've grown accustomed to in previous elections. There are rules in place mandating the Commission on Elections to regulate campaign expenses for good reason. But are they enough to effectively go after violators? Do they even have sufficient plan power to do this? Tonight we'll look closely into this very important function of the COMELEC and how other stakeholders, specifically voters, can help pressure candidates to play by the rules. Now be part of our discussion, send us your questions and comments on our YouTube dev chat or tweet us using the hashtag ANCAfterTheFact. Joining us tonight is former Comelec Commissioner Louis Tito Guia. He is the uh, co-founder of the Democratic Insights Group. Good evening, sir, and welcome to the program again. Yeah, good evening, Christian. I'm glad to be here. Okay, let's talk about this very important issue, a very important problem that, of course, needs reform. But first, let's start with uh, the basic question. Why it's very important for the COMELEC to regulate campaign spending by, by candidates in any election, specifically, especially the 2022 elections? Well, number one, campaign uh, spending. Uh, our campaign spending um, system is that we have a cap. In other words, there is a maximum limit that every candidate must spend or can spend during election. The purpose of having a cap uh, in, in, in your campaign finance uh, system is to level the playing fields so that those who may not have much money as the others will have, uh, will, will, can, can, you know, can, can campaign on equal footing as uh, the uh, other candidates. And another thing is that there's a prescription, prescription in the Constitution that election expenses should be kept uh, uh, at a minimum. So, those because, are the values that uh, are, yeah. are that should be fulfilled uh, yeah. by regulating. And, and and because why 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 do candidates need to temper their uh, spending or expenses during the campaign? Well, it's basically as I've said to level the playing field because uh, okay. that is to give other candidates who may not have enough money the opportunity to fight on equal uh, on on should I say. Parehas, patas yung kanilang laban. That's the, the ba- that's the basic purpose of having an expenditure limit uh, in the first place. Under any regime, in other countries as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, there are countries without expenditure limit, but they didn't ha- they don't have that problem. And how true is this concern by a lot of people? People, this is not exactly new. That if a candidate spends heavily during the campaign, most likely he or she would try to recoup those expenses uh, once yes. in public office. Yes, uh, that, that's right. But um, and, and and that's something that the voters should uh, should take note of. I think. I mean, you know, paggumastos, uh, bakakamay babawin. Hindi naman siguro yung paggastos dahil mabait ka or or generous ka, but because you want to recover it. Okay. Now, of course, it's important to level the playing field and also democratize the process to allow more people to participate in the process uh, to 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 run for public office. But the rules, as they are currently in place, 
uh, do they make e do they even make sense? Are they even updated? For example, the the cap on how much a candidate can spend uh, for each voter, let's say, is running for a national post or a local post. Do those rules even make sense now? Well, for local post, especially, I think it's quite uh, absurd, Dildo, in the sense that uh, when you speak, for instance, of District 3 in Quezon City, that covers Cubao, Crame, uh, Libis, the maximum number of, uh, uh, the maximum amount that a candidate can spend is, uh, if he's a member of a political party, is about, that's, uh, there are about 200,000 registered voters, so that's 600,000, not even a million. So no one among them should spend more than 600,000. Uh, th that seems absurd. I mean, everyone know that, you know, uh, candidates spend maybe even five to ten times that amount. So, um, um, and, and, and the reason for that is that, you know, well, let, let's also look at it this way. I mean, campaigning is informing people of the issues. And uh, you cannot have a genuine election if people are not informed, uh, sufficiently, sufficiently informed. So you need money. However, um, and, 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 but there must be, um, um, in other words, uh, you really re need money to, to, to bring your advocacies to the people. Yeah, but um, um, but uh, pegging a, an unrealistic cap might be problematic because you are effectively forcing candidates to lie about their report. If yeah. How about those running for, let's say, president? Uh, the cap is 10 pesos per vote, right? Yes, it seems so low because people are talking about uh, national candidates spending about 500 million to about... Uh, maybe more than a billion, even for president. And uh, if we have 63 million voters, so that would be about 200 million uh, pesos maximum for senators and uh, probably 600 million to maybe seven, uh, 600, 630 million for uh, candidates for president, um, which to some candidates would say, if you're a decent candidate, that would be enough for you to inform the people of your advocacies. But if you add gimmicks and all these things, and probably it, it would amount to uh, more than that. Hmm. Um, and, and, and to me, I'm quite ambivalent about raising the limit for national offices. I mean, it might be reasonable perhaps to force them to uh, go with the limit as they are, maybe increase it just a little. So that they will be forced to, you know, to go to the substance of a campaign rather than spend for gimmicks. Okay, but but that don't, won't necessarily stop them, let's say, from uh, spending on gimmicks and, of course, worse, uh, use that money for vote buying, right? Yes, but you know, vote buying wouldn't be reported in in in, yeah. in, uh, in uh, do not get into the reports actually. Um, <laughs> you know, mahirap. Then again, you have the question of enforcement. Okay, because before you can really have regulations, you have to make sure that enforcement is also um, effective and, and, and robust. And it's really difficult to enforce uh, campaign finance rules, especially uh, um, uh, enforcing uh, the law on expenditure cap. Okay, so, so in this case, if, the partic if that particular policy when it comes to spending cap is absurd because of how low that is, how is it being enforced now? Well, and Comelec, do, do, do candidates even take it seriously? Well, candidates, especially the winners, need to report to Comelec because they cannot even assume office if they do not file a report. Mm -hmm. 
So mm-hmm. you would see most of the report would show that uh, all candidates complied with the expenditure limit. There will be some candidates who would, you know, perhaps a, a bit more truthful than the others, and they would, uh, uh, you know, report an amount that is even more uh, more than the limit. And uh, I think Comelec have uh, uh, noticed a lot of uh, of these instances, and one. Uh, uh, and there are there are charges filed for overspending already. Uh, I, as as far as I can remember, when I was there, I I, I can remember at least uh, a couple of instances where charges have been filed for overspending. And if you're a winner and you didn't file your sauce, you cannot assume office, right? That is re- uh, okay. Filing sauce is required by law for uh, assumption to office. Okay. How about the losers? Uh, have have there been instances when uh, those who lost in the previous elections, uh, let's say they didn't file their sauce on two consecutive uh, uh, instances, were, were they actually perpetually disqualified? That's far, the rule. Well, when I was in Comelec, I remember having you know, I, I think there are over a hundred already. Um, if I if I remember right, uh, uh, candidates who Comelec discovered failed to. Uh, filed their uh, sauce uh, twice and were therefore declared uh, to be uh, uh, prohibited from uh, holding public office because that's what is uh, that is what is in uh, section uh, 13 or 14 of Republic Act 7166 okay now let's go to the changes that are expected to happen uh, to happen even more during the 2022 election campaign because we're in a pandemic and then of course the the, the campaign is expected to shift heavily online uh, how effectively do you think can the Comelec monitor spending online using the different well, digital platforms by the candidates? Well, when you say monitor, um, it's regulate. Yeah. Well, the, first and foremost, I, I don't see any law that can actually be, that can serve as a basis to really regulate online campaign because the basic campaign law that we have is still... Uh, Republic Act 9006 or the Fair Election Act. And when the law was created, I, I don't think it envisioned the campaign to happen online, much less in social uh, media. So uh, unless you consider online or maybe social media, as media entity perhaps, but uh, the regulation in terms of uh, exposure, meaning the 90 minutes, 180 minutes, these are basically designed for, these regulations are designed for television and and radio but not uh online so i am not sure how that can happen but in terms of let's say regulating the expenses that candidates may spend in the use of social media or online uh, campaigning then that is covered by existing law okay that's a very important point that you raise in the meantime i'd like to uh, uh welcome to our program former um secretary and attorney, of course, uh, Edwin Lacerda, he's the co-founder of the fintech startup Paymongo. Good evening, sir. And thank you thank for joining us on the program. Good evening, Christian. Good evening, Com Louis. Okay. Uh, you, you, uh, Secretary Ed, good evening. Okay. You co-founded uh, Paymongo, right? But you're not part of that anymore? I'm retired, yeah. Okay. We, we decided to bring you in because we're talking about campaign spending here. And, uh, of course, there are a lot of changes that are expected uh, during the 2022 election campaign, one of which, of course, would be the, the crowdfunding. Now, recently, we heard a statement coming from uh, uh, the OIC of the Campaign Finance Office of the Commission on Election 
saying that uh, crowdfunding could be a violation of uh, of the law or the rules of the COMELEC because there might be certain problems when it comes to uh, identifying uh, the donors. Okay, As a co-founder of this uh, payment gateway, uh, is that really the case, uh, Attorney Lasherda? First of all, Christian, let me just go back in back when, when we were in government. I think BSP started a policy called 20 by 2020. It means 20% will be cashless by year 2020. And to the credit of uh, Governor Ben Diokno, he has really encouraged digital payments. No? So I, I think the thrust really, and, and as you said, no, as we go campaigning because of the pandemic, there's a lot of things being done online. And one of them is really crowdfunding. And in crowdfunding, and, and one of the requirements, and by the way, uh, payment gateways online are all regulated by the Banco Central of the Philippines and also by AMLA. Uh, so we're, we're really regulated by government. The thing is, um, you need to understand that uh, security is important, so therefore there should be a, a paper trail, in a sense, a digital trail of the payments made. No. So whenever you make a payment, whenever you transact online, whenever you purchase uh, things online or you donate, there is a digital trail of who donated, who paid for it, how much is paid for it. So in terms of addressing the concern for, for anonymity, hindi pwede yan. For instance, if you're paying through digital credit cards, lalabas ang pangalan mo eh. If you're paying through GCash, Paymaya, uh, your names will be have to be visible because that's required under the BSP. Uh, there's no such thing as when you're donating by credit card. There's no such thing as for the payment gateway. For instance, if it's PayMongo, we have a we have a trail of who is a donor, who is a purchaser. So lahat yan lalabas at lalabas talaga, and there's no way for you to say na sa sabi ng Comelec na wala kaming hindi, hindi malalaman yung identity ng donor. Eh. So lahat okay. yan. Theoretically, and factually, not just theoretically, if the COMELEC would demand a list of people who donated to a particular candidate, it will all be visible. And uh, Attorney Gia, can the COMELEC actually require, let's say, platforms or payment gateways such as uh, PayMongo to provide them with that list? Well, first and foremost, uh, donors, all donors are required to submit meet sworn report of their solutions 30 days after elections. The problem with our present law is that it does not distinguish how much donation can be covered by that reportorial requirement. So technically, mm. I think that is what was referred to by uh, Attorney Prime Bagid. OIC of uh, the, the campaign finance when he said that, uh, you know, you have to have everyone who donated report to COMELEC because that's a requirement under under the law. Uh, sworn uh, report of donors. Um, at wala siyang sinasabi kung magkano yung donate mo para ka maging mag-obliga, ma-obliga mag-report. And, and it has to be the true donor, not maybe a conduit. Uh, yun yung kwan, yun yung um, uh, principle. Uh, but, but would that be the would that be a better option? Because we know that uh, in previous election cycles, especially in the panahon, di ba? We know the practice of uh, donors of businessmen, big, especially big, not the small ones. They would really donate money in cash, right? So that they won't be identified when it comes to reporting. But if you have options like this, don't you think this is a much better option now uh, to encourage transparency, di ba? 
No, it, it, it is much better. Of course, online online donation or online exchange of money will always be documented. That's one, no? Listing the name is always there. But the requirement to blow is not just the list of names, but the report of donors. Yun yung mahina. What, what I'm saying is that our campaign finance laws need to really be updated to encourage, you know, uh, democratizing uh, electoral support, for instance. Di ba, mas maganda yung maraming umaambag sa kandidato kaysa isa o dalawang tycoon lang yung nagbabankroll. Na yeah. siyempre, iniisip po baka may quid pro ko yun o may kapalit. That's why, yung pag mas marami ang nagdo-donate, ang pag, yung pagkakaroonan uh, ng, ng ano yung utang na loob ng kandidato, yeah. isa mas marami. Isn't that better? But uh, unfortunately, our campaign finance laws do not incentivize that kind of... Uh, Hindi naman bawal, no? but it does not incentivize that kind of uh, situation. Okay. Go ahead, uh, Attorney Lechetta. You were saying something. Sorry. Com Louis a while ago said that, you know, uh, you know, you, you regulate expense spending to, to level the playing field. You by, by crowdfunding, you actually level the playing field by allowing more people to have an investment in the campaign. It's, it's more of allowing so that theoretically, as you have more people donating, the candidate has no... It's not it's not indebted to one or two vested interests. So mm. that's why that's why you have hindi na wala akong utang na loob like like what Komlu was saying na I'm in, I'm 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 indebted to big business. So once it's okay. crowdfunded, your 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 debt of gratitude is towards the people who elected you, who donated to you. Plus yeah, also talaga yeah. yung idea doon eh, yung you make everything. And you know what 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 Komlu was saying, it's a question of making the campaign easier. Eh. Kumbaga, fintechs are, are developed to make a, a nicer user experience, yung tawag na UX. So you can have also, in so far as the campaign donation is concerned, although yung, the UX of, of donating is easy, let's also make the paperwork, paperwork must also must accessible, must expedite the whole paperwork. Hindi naman issue yun eh. it, It's not so difficult to change the mindset of Comelec. So how do we make uh, online donations or donation as a whole easier for people to make it more transparent uh, but also to make it easier for, for the entire people. Remember in the States you can donate as low as $20. There's a huge yeah. and we would like to encourage an, an donation culture among Filipinos. Ang donation natin is in kind parate pero pagdating sa donation, abahala na yung malalaking negosyante, sila magbibigay sa kandidato which engenders now vested interest calling for a quid pro quo QPQ ang tawag doon sa mga kandidato. So if you have crowdfunding, theoretically it discourages QPQ and allows the candidate, the winning candidate eventually to be indebted to the Filipino the people at large. During the 2019 uh, attorney Lasherda, did you actually notice any spike or uptick uh, in the usage of let's say your platform uh, for campaign donation? Or if you still have information about it, are you seeing that? Are you seeing that now, Christian? There's no, there was no, there was no uh, movement towards online. Primarily because there was the one that really forced people to go online and to really force people to trust online payments is the pandemic. Mm. With the pandemic, people just migrated online. You're forced to go. Nag lockdown ka, so wala ka ng chance to pay it. That's why the Filipinos were forced to trust payment gateways to trust e-commerce and to us to a large degree it forced everyone to get we will trust the online transaction online payments it's only in if, I, if i'm correct 
it's only the Lenny Robredo campaign that has really made an effort to to crowdfund fundamentally because late si VP Lenny nagdeclare ang mga malalaking negosyante more or less sabihin na natin nagsitayaan na yan sa mga ibang malalaking kandidato sa mga ibang kandidato so the Lenny campaign which by the way I'm wearing pink is really forced the tulungan nyo ang kampanya ni Lenny this is a people's campaign it's a grassroots campaign both in terms of resources but also in terms of donation that's the reason why okay. kailangan talaga ng to encourage online donations sa itong 2022 elections sa to Okay, and of course, the other candidates can also make use of that. No? Hindi lang yung That's candidacy right. ni Vice President Lendro Bredo. Okay, to be fair. All payment gateways should be agnostic. And, you know, okay. but it depends also on the on the banks, on the compliance side. Eh. They have some regulations internally on yeah. their own. By and large, okay. it should be encouraged by, by COMELEC and making the documentation easier for the candidates okay. to fill up, for the donors to fill up. I'd like to go to another important uh, aspect in this entire discussion. Uh, I'd like to ask uh, uh, former Commissioner Louis Tito Villa first. How do you actually regulate spending uh, online on social media, especially let's say if a candidate uh, taps the services or con- um, basically asks an influencer, a celebrity, uh, to interview him or her or to do promotions for that particular candidate? And then that particular ad is repeated, let's say, on YouTube, uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, TikTok. Is there a way to actually uh, reasonably monitor and regulate that? No, it's not going to be easy. Although I think what Comelec should be doing is to review their forms in reporting and probably reflect in the forms uh, all the... uh, steps that are actually being practiced in let's say in placing an advertisement in maybe a social media so you go through an influencer perhaps or you go through a uh, maybe a PR agency so those those things should be re- uh, reflected in the report but then again uh, the, the rule really is that when you when a candidate pays to someone that someone is required to report to come like payment received from the candidate uh, ang mahirap kung hindi siya surfaced yung hmm. yung report na yon so hindi mo talaga mamomodit yung mahirap but uh, uh, if, if you know the process let's say yung airtime ang nakareport lang yung value ng airtime pero in between airtime merong PR agency ka meron yeah. ding production no kung minsan butas yun eh so may siguro medyo, may, may ano pa yan Tom may media operator pa yan Oh, sige. <laughs> so siguro maganda kung nasa form yan para may walang blank malive yung mga nagre-report. Probably that okay. might be a good but it's not going to be easy. Okay. It's so, I wanted to say something. Also, you can talk about your experience in previous campaigns regarding this. And in terms of SOSE naman ano, Com Louis. Kasi ang idea ng SOSE because it it's it's opaque. Eh. When you donate in cash, when you donate in checks, it's opaque. Especially if it's cash, you know. It depends on the good faith declaration of the donor or the candidate to declare this particular person donated to me. Pero, Com Louie, kapag digital na yan, pag online na yan, actually may digital trail ka eh. You can ask the payment gateway, submit the list of the donor. So, you make SOSE largely easier. You don't even have to require the candidate to submit a SOSE na kasi, I mean, hingin mo na lang sa payment gateway yung listahan ng donors mo because ma-identify naman for instance kunyari nag-donate ka sa team Lenny Robredo ma-identify mo kung sino yung donor eh. ma-identify mo kung sino ang donor so bakit ka pa magsosose eh? so you make Wait. it easy you make comelec attorney for the people 
you move the they... burden by the way Christian you move the burden to a interested party to a disinterested yeah. party that disinterested party is a payment gateway wala siyang kinikilingan because yung transaction is in lang yan eh donation in and then malalaman mo kagad kung sino nagbigay it's that but you, but, but, that's a very good ano, proposition pero how, how would you know if uh, someone actually donated for example do, 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 they, do they need to uh, say it uh, clearly I'm donating this money let's say 2,000 pesos for a specific candidate Yes, because in the payment gateway, you will see in the portal itself that it says, this is a donation, I in good faith, I'm making a donation of so much. The option so, again. Yes, malalaman mo yan. For a payment gateway, you can specify, and it's it's attached either to the website or to a an app. Now, you will be, for instance, if it's, let's say, Tim Lenny Robredo, they put up an app or put up a portal, donation portal, it says there, I'm, donate, I'm a, a Filipino citizen, I can donate, diba? That's one of the requirements. You have to be a Filipino citizen. So you have to make a good faith declaration to say, I'm a Filipino citizen and I'm entitled, I'm allowed to donate under Philippine laws. Now, okay. the second one, I'm donating this much amount. The amount is likewise stated. So why do you need to require the candidate, an interested party, to say, to make pass a long list when all you have, all COMLEC has to do, come up with the rules. You can ask for the submit the for the payment gateway that was used. Sub, tell them to submit the list of donors. It makes Komlui easy for the for Comelec to see. May paper, may digital trail. Yeah. So that's yeah. a beautiful uh, uh, digital payment. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. Let's let our winning senators legislate a change in the law because sose sworn sose and sworn report of donation are required by law. I don't. I don't find actually any use for them actually, but they are required by law. And I think Comelec is bent, will be bent on enforcing the, uh, the requiring individual report of donation, not just a list of donors and individual sources admission. So it's a very good reform to actually look at the crowdsourcing of, of funds as a, as a way to democratize opportunity to support candidates, but it has to be legislated because Comelec does not make laws. It Correct. only implements loss. But, okay. And, you know, but, from the donor, the burden, magbibigay na ako ng pera, magsifill up pa ako ng form. Eh, yung donation portal. That's, yeah, that's how bad our loss are. Exactly. That is exactly why you make the user experience, not only when you're paying, when you're purchasing from an online store, the user experience is, is fantastic. But why is yeah. it when you're doing an online donation, you are required... To, you do an online donation and then you do a a Jurassic pa of of making pa, uh, a paper trail pa fill up ka pa ng form I think <laughs> I think this entire this 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 entire debate is also emblematic of how fintechs are having to deal with the uh, archaic laws right and policies no pero siguro as a final point uh, I'd like to ask uh, Kong, uh, former Commissioner Gia, sabi nyo kailangan you know, i-legislate pa yan. Pero in the meantime, can the, can't the COMELEC do something about it? Let's say a tweak in the implementation, perhaps. Yung, very logical, di ba? You just get a list of those donors from a uh, payment gateway. But what, is, is anything stopping the COMELEC from doing that? No, no, no. Nothing that nothing will stop Comelec from doing that. But I'm not sure if they, they're doing their job. If they will just require a list, because what is required by law is report of each donors of a sworn report 30 days after election. So what I'm saying right now is that you know, I mean, we have an that is a 1985 law, and the uh, the the expenditure cap is a 1991 law. 
And our legislator, the people we elect, never thought of changing this law. So, yun ang problema siguro dyan. I mean, it's very logical. I agree wholeheartedly with democratizing. Uh, but you really have to change the legal framework because kung komilek ka, ang, pin, ang pinanggagalingan mo, you just have to follow the law. But if you do not follow the law, ikaw ang kuhan. Ikaw matataman. Oh. Because the other party will complain. Yeah, okay. Uh, former Commissioner uh, Louis Tito Gia and Attorney uh, Edwin Lasciarda, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sir Ed. Christian. We're taking a short break after the fact. We'll be right back. <laughs>